self-esteem party podcast i'm your host alana johnson and with me as always freaking out is producer slash husband slash roommate norm susa norm what do you think of my new greeting yeah you said everyone i said everyone ladies and what did you you say i usually say ladies and gentlemen but now i'm saying everyone okay let's wide it out more inclusive let's make it more inclusive we don't know if pets are listening we have no idea if people are leaving this on when they go out so their dog has something so i'm saying everyone Okay. <laughs> you're, you're including animals. Okay. Just in no, case. That's good. Get Nor- those numbers up. <laughs> hey, anything for the ratings. That's what we say in the old cast industry. Norm, how you I doing today? If, I, don't, I don't know if in TV ratings they count dogs and cats. I said in the cast, as in podcast. No, I know what you mean, but... <laughs> Norm, how are you? Other than devastated. Why, why would I be devastated? Because of the new intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thrown off for sure um i'm doing fine um how yeah how's the reaction to the stuff we posted on the on the patreon going oh yeah people are loving the patreon Mm. um i'm getting lots of messages people reaching out right and uh, people are excited for the call coming up to discuss it because everybody always for the tier um that there's a monthly zoom call with me uh, people like to ask about you and see. see what you're up to and right. follow up. And whenever there's a monthly check-in, it always creates a lot more to discuss. Okay. Um, yeah. That's the Patreon. And I'm going to say this, and I talk about it with my guest today. Who's your guest? <laughs> you you can't stand letting me say it at the end. You can't stand it. I'm not telling you. Okay, okay. What I discuss with my guest, Chris, is... <laughs> Is about the thousand dollar tier, in oh, which right. I fly someone a one way ticket to Los Angeles. They have to find their own way home, and they have to find their own way home. And here's the thing that I didn't realize: that it could be international. I could be losing oh. serious money on this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you have a dog that listens in whatever country, we'll have to fly them. Oh in. my God, Norm! Exactly. Uh, no, no, no! Dogs or cats subscribe to the Patreon. Yet. Not yet, or not with that attitude. If you keep this up, uh, yeah. So we do get into it, and yeah. um, it's something I'm going to have to rethink. I think it's perfect the way it is. <laughs> Flawed. Okay. We'll leave it <laughs> with logic problems. <laughs> Sounds just like me. Uh, but you're doing okay. I'm doing fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah work uh, slowing down, winding down. NFC Championship coming up. That's right. Yeah, that's we've about been watching it. a lot of football. Very exciting games. Great very games. weird games. Yeah. Wild games. Yeah, last minute stuff. Very it, fun. I gotta say, in dating you, I've really, as we know, gotten into sports. But I can genuinely say, I know things myself now. Like as a fan, like right. I feel like I know news, or I know who you're talking <laughs> about and what news. they do. <laughs> yeah, sport news. Yeah, I know news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sport news. <laughs> but I know the news. Sport news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of it, Are of we course. A, we should have a segment on the show called Sport News. <laughs> yeah, and no, I can run it. Check in with no Atlanta problem. with the Sport News. Well, I can I, tell you this. Teams are upset they're not making it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's news for you. That's the sports news for you. <laughs> yeah, and I can use my tag of that's news for you. Remember we did that like so long ago? Yeah. I'm bringing it back. Okay. Wowee. This is going to be good moving forward. <laughs> I don't know if it is. <laughs> Um, but you're doing okay. Yeah, it's winding down. Yeah, you did also last weekend, like this past weekend, the divisional round playoffs mm-hmm. were like the, it's hard to get, all the games were fun. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. We had a really good time. We I really enjoyed did. it. And, you know, that wasn't always the case. Sometimes at the beginning it was Yeah, and at the beginning, like when we first started uh, dating and you were having to watch more football, um, I, it, I found it to be quite boring. Yeah. And now that I know You can the do other drama, stuff, and then there's drama. When I know the drama in the backstory, what right. makes them enemies? Why are they friends? And they're on opposite teams. You know, when I know these things, it makes it more enjoyable for me. It's and you like, like brothers. The, well, I brothers. love brothers in <laughs> any league. Oh, my God. Or sisters. I love siblings. Yeah. I love it. Right. It's why I love that movie. Um, 
King oh Richard. Oh my God, what was it called? No, Warrior. Oh, sure. Yeah. And King Richard, <laughs> but Warrior because they were fighting and what have you. Yep. You know, King Richard, a little more hands off mm-hmm. in terms of tennis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know how that plays. We can cover it in sport news. <laughs> yeah, we'll cover it next week in sport news. <laughs> That's news for you. Uh, shall we get to it? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. You guys, um, very fun new friend. That I've met recently. Chris. Chris, through uh, Best Selling, we ah. met. And he's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. We really got on and very quickly, and we really get into it. And I, I just want to say, Chris, if you're listening, I truly appreciate you just hopping right into what this podcast is all about. Because sometimes it's like pulling teeth yep. to get the goss out of people. Yep. Like the football gossip out of you. That took ages. Dogs and cats don't want to hear it. Well, that's what we're saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and Everyone, please help me welcome Chris Eddins right after this break. It's a self esteem party. It's a self esteem party. Chris, love it, love it, love it, nice. Finally, welcome to the podcast after what some people are calling the plumbing disaster of 2022. Oh, how many people are calling you that? Because I would like to know. So for me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So just I one so. particular person, not I, some. I said, I said some. Like, could, but it could be others haven't come forward yet. Like, I don't know. Okay, all right. I can't wait for I the reveals. Some. I can't wait for the reveals later down the road to be like, you know, I thought it was an okay thing. I don't know if I would use the word disaster. Well, like the thing years. is, the thing is, some of the fans might write in, and we'll see. We could be getting a different story. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> They're going to write in and they're going to be pissed. Looking forward to it. This is how we like to start the podcast, which I'm so excited to have you on because we don't know each other well. So this is a fun get to know you. Exactly. Right? What a perfect way to do it, but publicly for all to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Like true people in entertainment. True. Why else would I exist other than to fucking be open and express myself only when it's being recorded? (laughs) You see, this is why I already love you. You get it. <laughs> you understand me. I do. Okay. I do. We like to start with a self-esteem party check-in. So, mm-hmm. on a scale of one to ten, in terms of your own self-esteem, self-love, what have you, how are you feeling? Could be today, recently, last little bit, if you had to give it a number. I'm about like a nine right now. Honestly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> You're cool. chilling. Yeah. Um, okay, can I ask where the nine is coming from? Like, what makes a nine for you? Um, just really fucking with myself and where I'm at. Uh, you know, uh, life's been not easy all the time, but right now it's pretty fucking good. You know, work is popping. Um, Beth is fine. Uh, my dog yeah. is chilling. <laughs> um, I got Your two dog. computers. Like I got my video games, I got a crib. I'm really I'm I'm living life. Like uh, uh, I don't really have a reason to complain. I'm going to therapy. My mind right. Like we chilling. I'm injured. That sucks. That's why it's not a ten. Um, but you know I can walk now. So. Your knee, right? Yes. Yes. Beth had mentioned this to me. A Beth, friend of the podcast, <laughs> might I add. Um, how we is how we met, and it we met over. Uh, well, we met in person for two seconds. Yes. Backstage, like two yeah. seconds, but I feel we truly met over Facetime, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you in, in a call in a call, which by the way was not placed to me. Just so everybody knows, no one called me on a Facetime. <laughs> I insinuated myself into Beth's Facetime that you happened to be on the other end of. That is correct. And, you know, I was just letting you live your truth. Best said, you know, you're a big improv person, so I know how y'all minds be. So I was just like, all right, you know, I'm just going to yes and this. Just keep it going. Yeah, to the, <laughs> yes and it to the point of our um, Zib Zab Zop tattoos. You want in? Well, you posers? No. I don't want that. <laughs> what do you mean? Get the fuck out of here. I, t- I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you got Zib Zab Zops out here? Fuck off. <laughs> oh my God, I've already lost you. I barely had you. <laughs> this is the most short-lived friendship of my life. No, oh my friendships, God. you got to be able to keep it funky. You got to keep it 100. So this is just, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship right here. But yeah, no, uh, Beth is always, uh, no, she's a, a stand-up. 
Well, I know, you know but right? she has like, no you're right. The only one, you're the only one who's got the, the, the credit to, to do this. Thank you. <laughs> My original suggestion was I get all three and they get pictures of me, but nobody liked that one. So. <laughs> I can imagine that would be rough to, you know... <laughs> Convince people to do just a gorgeous, just a gorgeous photo of me <laughs> looking so good. I wish I'd have to take the picture first, and that's next to impossible. Would you Sorry, play a Stevo and like tattoo a beautiful portrait of yourself on you? Is that what you're saying? No, I wanted them to put a tattoo of me on them. Okay, and I, I okay. get all of Zip Zap Zop. Got it. And then in <laughs> return, so th- okay, this is even more not fair. Okay, so. <laughs> They have a whole face portrait tattooed on themselves of you, and yes. you just get zip-zap-zop on yourself. Yeah, Chris. Not you might their have been faces? Coming in. Not their faces? Like. Obviously not their faces. You might have been coming in at a nine, but with this tattoo opportunity, you're going to leave here at a 10. Let me just tell you. No, I, you know what? I am going to leave at a 10 because I'm not going to do that. And, it's gonna and you're going to be like, I make good decisions. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm just keeping, I'm keeping the trend going. I knew it. I knew I was going to get flack from you. I totally knew it. <laughs> and you know what else? This is what was suspicious is that Beth and Mo never got back to me about um, their like significant other's uh, responses to the tattoo because yeah. Norm was like, cool. <laughs> but like, was like, you're a loser. <laughs> like for sure thinks I I'm mean, a huge loser. <laughs> your truth is your truth, man. That's what was my take on it. I like, I got like, I don't, not all tattoos are supposed to be a big deal anyway. I got a hell of them. Um, I agree. Oh, what's your, um, what's your favorite tattoo and your least favorite tattoo? I have seven. I'll play two. So your, your most favorite <laughs> okay. and your least favorite. All right. Um, my most favorite is probably my first one, just because I got it with my mom's and my sister, one of my sisters. The other one punked out. I have twin sisters, but one got the tattoo and the other one punked out. And me, oh my, my mom, and one of the sisters got the tattoo. And so that is probably my favorite one, because that also was the start of me getting tattoos. And uh, because I got it with my mom, it also made a loophole of like, you started this, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like every tattoo I get is like, I mean, I got my first one with you. It's kind of on you, dog. Take responsibility. Um, you started it. <laughs> what it, a um, beautiful way to commemorate that moment with your mother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been through wonderful humor. But, um, and then my least favorite is this one on this arm. Okay. It's a, a Peter Pan from my favorite book, which is called Child Thief by this author named Braun and it's just a retelling of Peter Pan that's like more dark and I was like okay I went into the the shop it was a skateboard shop I was like all right you do old-fashioned I want like an old-fashioned pirate version of this character he was like all right bet and when we were coming up with the stencils the idea were jiggy it worked it made sense but then it did not translate to the tattoo because one there's a typing arrow in it and he fucking spelled weird wrong and so (gasps) we had to go back in and fix it so that's one problem. And oh, my God. It, he fucked up the face. So it just looks like a, a young twink is just on my arm. And it's yeah. like, what is? what are we doing He here? looks beautiful. <laughs> he looks beautiful. Whoever this man is, he's gorgeous. Yeah, I was like, okay, dude. I was like, you didn't stick the landing here. But, you know, that's just the part of getting tattoos. You just got to live with it. Uh, my Okay, I have a couple things to unpack about that. First of all, that you have twin sisters, I cannot believe one of them punked out because, first of all, a betrayal to you and your mom, fine. I agree. Whatever. You're just some brother and she's just some mom. Uh Uh-huh. But the twin sister, it's like you never betray your twin. I'm not a twin, but I know this of twins. Everyone knows that about twins. It's like you do not betray your twin. So I'm shocked that she didn't get it and her sister did. Like... Isn't that the whole thing is that you guys want to do everything and be the same or whatever? I mean, they're not identical twins. They're fraternal twins, so no. Because also they, they, like, one's six feet tall and the other one is, like, five three. So This I guess is my just, dream? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like the movie like, Twins. This is my dream. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess maybe that's a part of why she punked out. Wait, which one got it? Five three or six? The six-foot one got it. I'm shocked. I'm shocked because when you're short, you have a lot to prove in this life. And sometimes tattoos is the only way to do it. Well, Actually, maybe that was her proving it by not doing it. I, I, I think that's her stance. <laughs> that's what she would argue. 
<laughs> she would she would like to argue that point. Listen, Chris, I know we don't know each other well, and I certainly don't know your family, but we got to get this sister on the podcast. We got to find out what's going on here. You got to ring her up now because we got to find out what's going on behind this story. She she would she would do the podcast. I think you would want that whole episode though, because that would be entertaining. <laughs> oh my god, would that be crazy if you messaged her and were like, listen? There's this girl I know from FaceTime, and she was wondering, do you want to do her podcast and talk about how you betrayed our sister? <laughs> you think she'd be like, yes, no questions asked? Or well, it's her? probably 817 right now um, back in Michigan, so if she does pick up the phone, she'll be a little blindsided, so she might just like... By just shock, go, uh, maybe, but the, her whole personality, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that's, how, be I, like, that's hey, how I got my husband to marry me, <laughs> just blindside, <laughs> blindside him. That's how you gotta do it. <laughs> that's how you get whatever you want in life. Smart move, a lot of people feel that way. Um, okay, you're from, yes, Detroit. you just said you're from Detroit. Okay, did you uh, correct me if I'm wrong? Did you play sports in school, and isn't that like isn't Michigan a big sport state? It, like it school? I, I don't know much. I'm from Canada, but I, I know Michigan and people talked about Michigan. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are pretty close. Like Windsor is basically an extension of Detroit. So yeah. And if uh, you want to drink uh, when you're 19, come on up. We'd love that's to have a you. fact that happened. all the Did time. you come? Did you do that? No, come before I didn't 21? drink until I was 22. So no, that wasn't my move. I went all the time because my dad had girlfriends in Fucking Windsor, and we have to go like, hang out with them sometimes. A couple of like, Canadian gal pals up yeah, in there, okay? Yeah, he, got a couple. he got a couple. Were they nice? Give They're us fine. this, please. Fine. fine, ladies. One one was wow. uh, a nice lady. Her name was Maggie. She smoked way too much, and she had like that voice. Like one, she Good was heart. she yeah, she was like Middle Eastern, and she smoked. So it was like uh, here. It was like in this this area. I mean, like, that's where I get my deep voice is most certainly from my mom, my huskier yeah. voice. Who's and she's from Damascus, and she sounds the exact same as all of her cousins, and everyone sounds the, we all sound the exact same, all of us too. Nice and deep. How do you how do you deal with that at holidays? It's just like you just, names have to be said. This is Lana speaking. Like, do you have to announce yourself if everybody has the same voice? Yes. I, <laughs> yes, I have to do it. Well, here's the thing. For me, uh, you know, being the only blonde hair, blue eyed one, everyone can pretty quickly pick out it's me. Got it, got but it, everybody it, else, it, yes, you must identify yeah. yourself. On the phone, when people would call the house phone, like, you know, before cell phones or whatever growing up, it was like you people would just start talking to me in Arabic because thinking it was my mom because yeah. it, we sound that much alike on the phone. Okay. And here's the thing. Later in life, I learned some Arabic and... Let's just say they were trash talking me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's all I learned is who's trash talking me and who's not. I, I, not even I just learned curse words. I just learned shade. Whenever shade was being spoken, that's what when the I that am I know. being when I am disrespected in any language, I will know it. Okay. <laughs> you speak Arabic? Nah, but I understand insults. Perfect. But I but Perfect. I know for a fact you just called me overweight. I know you did. So <laughs> <laughs> say what you want, my man. That's fine by me. <laughs> that's a useful that's a useful talent, man. You need to know that. Um you know. okay, wait. What brought you to LA? Um as soon as I graduated from Michigan, um I moved out here from an internship. So I went to Michigan for sports and then stopped graduate, got some internships, did a real college student life, like did study abroad and all that shit my last year. I was like behind 20-something credits or something crazy. So I was just pounding through school like fucking yeah. 12 courses a fucking semester and shit. Holy um, shit. And through those classes and just like the relationships with my teachers, I got some internships out here, moved out here. Soon, as I said, as soon as I graduated with an internship on a dick house, it's the Jackass Guys production company. Um, and whenever I told people that when I was moving, they said, excuse me. And I was like, no, not to do porn. Well, it's an actual business. <laughs> it's a business that works and operates on TV. And they're like, mm, okay. I uh, was about to say, I don't, I don't blame them when you drop the name. It sounds dramatic. I don't blame them. <laughs> it's very valid. Very valid. But no, it was legit. Um, and then from there, just had every assistant job you could have. Um, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward. Now I write. 
and yeah that, that that's my la journey of the shortest version possible <laughs> you're being really you're being really casual about it to the fast forward and now i write because i'm gonna say <laughs> apologies to any listeners that relate you know a lot of people can live here their whole life and never get that fast forward right you yeah. know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like you're like anyways now i'm a writer and i get paid to do what i love <laughs> it's like Okay, stop. <laughs> Again, that's back to the nine, man. That's back to the nine. It's not a team because I always constantly downplay. You know, you know what I'm You downplay. You're downplaying. I'm working on that, okay? Because that's like a huge deal. Especially, well, just because you said coming from sports, which is like a very different world. Like, I don't know um, my – no, you wouldn't know Norm because he didn't come with me that night to the Largo. But – whatever my husband works um for fox sports and yeah. writes like co- comedy pieces and stuff like that for right. um yeah for uh nfl and i know that sports world is just so different it is yeah. <laughs> like so to come from sports and then be like oh turns out i was funny the whole time everyone's like excuse me <laughs> like it's it's not, it's not common that's what i'll say it's just not common for True. a down like yeah you're downplaying it because i have not heard that story before as much yeah, I mean, that's it's funny because I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. He used to play basketball um, all the way up to the NBA, then played like overseas and shit. And he uh, now is a journalist as well as a artist, like a like he paints. Um, and it's just funny that our particular stories are very similar in that. Uh, why we are successful at our creative jobs is because of sports and also why sports was fucking whack for us is because we are very creative people and that's not not the stereotype Um, and it just they clash in many ways but it's also why I got to do the fast forward to I'm doing what I want to do like I just Mm -hmm. had a different mentality um, towards making this work Like, like I was like a heads down and just bulldoze through I, I get to work with my best friend um she's my writing partner and okay um we don't uh, work together uh, so i'm not really sure um <laughs> what that is in reference to i've, I've never worked with you so <laughs> i can't imagine who you're talking about <laughs> well th- this one i've known since high school this is you oh so your oldest friend your oldest friend okay one of them one of them yes 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 yeah. um, um so can I ask if sports lend a hand to that discipline and that drive? Yeah, um, for sure. Because that's what it's, you know, re- um, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I almost said rehearsals, but I, I meant to say practice. <laughs> I'm such a loser. Wow. <laughs> my self-esteem's at a zero. I'm at a kids, zero. bro. Jesus Christ. And, and I dropped out of school. I dropped out of college. I don't even have, like, formal training. And, like, still, I couldn't say practice. That's so funny. No, it's 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 double funny because uh, that feeling is. Film school in Michigan was so clicky. Like I know I'm rocking this shirt, but like they did not fuck with me because like, oh you're a fucking jock. Like, eh. like the energy was very there in class. Like I was trying to contribute to shit, and people were like, "Nah, bro." And I was like, "Okay, man, whatever it is, <laughs> it is what it is." But um, yeah, that's funny. They're just very different worlds, but. Uh, almost to a negative a lot of my drive is from sports because it's focused on it doesn't really matter like if you're uncomfortable or if things are rough you just gotta put your head down and fucking get it done and and any creative path that is 90% of it is very rough (laughs) Like, like working on PA salaries where you definitely can't do that shit especially in fucking California um but yeah, I put my head down and fucking figured a way out. And uh, yeah, so now I'm here now. I mean, it's definitely a good um, trait to pick up from having been in sports, like the discipline and everything like that. I This would be my question. Mm-hmm. Does it make you hard on yourself? Um, maybe a little more because I know in sports, it's definitely, it's so competitive. So is our industry, but sports is very... Um, I think it's a lot more in front of your face competitive because we're literally watching people shove each other or do this or do that. Whereas, like, I think in our industry, we're more behind the scenes competitive of, like, (laughs) she got (laughs) back. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Um, 
So it's a combo. Like, uh, I, this again, why I'm at a nine, because I was at a very not nine. I was about like a four. Because he's like, I am very right. hard on myself because of that. And then working in a field as crazy as this just lends to real crazy psychological problems if you don't fucking check that shit and figure it out which mm-hmm. I am just now learning because it's not always good to just it's never good enough you have to at least stop and re- appreciate and respect what you do fucking accomplish because like uh, I just come from the mindset well alright the next step is this and if you do that you'll be next stepping until you did and then it's like alright but then you didn't enjoy any of the work like why, why'd you work yeah. so hard if you don't enjoy any of it and no, I on, love but that. on the other end it, like you said, the in your face in this industry is very ni I'm the antithesis of that. Like, if I don't fuck with you, I'm gonna tell you I don't fuck with you and why I don't fuck with you. And like, I'm not gonna like kitty cat it behind your back and tell five people. I'll just be like, hey, I think what you said is bullshit and it's fucking irritating, which is also helpful in a writing room where people are just like, you just gotta say it. Like, fuck it. Like, just it's do no it. Ju- <laughs> it's no judgment and not saying it, like in the writers' rooms that I've worked in. Um, ultimately screws you over because the next thing you know then, one of two things is happening. Either A, you're working on the shitty idea that you didn't nix. Exactly. <laughs> so now you have to execute it. Exactly. Or or B, even worse, you don't have a hand in it and you're watching this terrible thing happen that you can't even save yeah. because you didn't speak up when it was time to speak up. And that's not... <laughs> I'm not saying everything's terrible if we don't say something about it, but that's just an example. And in many contexts, if you were to say that sentence, whatever you're not saying about it is terrible. So I think you can can get away with saying that. You should switch the context. You you need to say something all the time. You should say something. That's that's gonna be my takeaway for this episode. Listen, it's 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 airport rules. See something, say something. You have to. You have to. Come on, man. You don't want that responsibility on your hands. That's one of the things when Mo and I, when we went uh, to Dallas-Fort Worth with Beth, in one, in one of the shows we started it by saying, guys, if you guys think you could do better, come on up here. We'd love to have you. Is that, <laughs> we were is that inviting what you told the to old lady with the neck brace? Chris, I haven't, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't get into the full details of the tour for everybody. I kind of just kept it pretty, pretty blanket statement, but... The first night, everyone, when we come out, and it's a, you guys listen to the podcast, Chris, from the two FaceTimes, we, three FaceTimes, we talked a lot, from the three FaceTimes. I was about to say, come on now. Yeah, we, we, because we, there was two in one, anyways, whatever, we don't need to get into all the FaceTimes, but the bottom line is, I was there for all of them. So, whatever. Um, It's a, I do a pretty rude, spicy show. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, sex talk and this and that. It's very positive. It's fun. But it's a lot of very true, vulgar stories. But they're true. So it's like, that's endearing. That's like the whole point of the show is that you're like, oh my God, there's no way. But you know I'm secretly telling the truth for real. Yeah. So whatever. I come out and right in the front row, just to the left, is a woman who, first of all, is aggressively old um i don't know what the other way to describe what's, the, what's the number for aggressively old how aggressively old are you how old are you at aggressively old or is it just she optics? was here's the problem here's the it's aggressively old because she had to be uh, honestly and i will be shocked if she was um bu- like below 80 which is like 80 is not necessarily aggressively old wow. but here's what here's the aggression the neck brace she has the audacity to show up old and injured to my show and puts herself in a very unsafe environment as i am trying to talk to everyone in the audience that i can get my grubby little hands on i'm referencing her in the middle of sexy songs and i was like and i couldn't stop looking at her because she was there apparently i was like i bombed that night there was too many old people i totally bombed and a girl in the audience like, that we talked to afterwards. people can't come to your show. Okay. She okay. told me, <laughs> no, she told me that the woman was laughing at points of the show. The neck brace woman. She was like, I saw her laughing. And I was like, are we sure someone beside her didn't quietly say something like, I hope this young witch burns in hell or something to get her going? <laughs> because it wasn't coming from me. <laughs> 
Look, if she's that aggressively old, maybe she just was incapable of like laughing in a way that you would see because she had a whole neck brace on. But she was like, <laughs> back in my day, I would be saying shit like this. So I fucked yeah, with it. Yeah, it <laughs> could have been more of a neck laugh. Yeah, it's just locked <laughs> it in place. Contained. She was just like, ha, 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 Just so everyone knows, Chris and I are both uh, strangling <laughs> ourselves right now as we talk. <laughs> We both have our hands around our necks uh, for no reason. Absolutely I mean, no reason. How else does one symbolize a neck brace on a podcast? Than That's by what I'm trying to say. Than by strangling yourself. There's no other way to do it. Oh, my God. Dude, I wish you'd been there, Chris. You'd have loved it. And poor Beth. What a mess of a show I gave her. Poor Beth. I tell you what, a lot of work for her to do. And bless her for doing it. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Somebody had to stand up. Someone does. You know, again, somebody had to see something and then say something. So it, it, it worked out perfectly. And the airport <laughs> rules stand. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you ever fly with Beth, get ready. She passes right on out of there. I tell you what. So, so do I. It, it works. It works. You're asleep. Oh, my God. I oh. can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, is the landing gear in check? Or is the pilot trying to talk to me? I can't. Oh, I have to be hyper sucks. aware of what's happening. It really sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. When I flew back from Vietnam, it was 24 hours of travel. I stayed awake the whole time. Couldn't I watched seven movies back to back. Couldn't be me. Uh-uh. And I big. hope not. I like to time travel when I'm on a flight. So like... I try to get an early flight, don't go to sleep the night before, and then I hit that boy. First of all, I'm dressed up like a straight hazmat situation. I had I had masks before masks were cool. I have fucking the goggle things. I got a hoodie on. I got fucking overalls or some type of onesie that goes down into my boots. I got fucking gloves. I'm doing this. I'm putting the glasses down and leave me the fuck alone, and I'm asleep, and I'm teleporting. The next thing I know, I'm where I need to be at. Like, the plane is landing. I get motion sickness, so, like, as it lands, I always wake up. But I'm out. I'm out like a light, and then I come to wherever we're at. Every single time. I was in Israel. The, the flight to Israel knocked out quickly. I Everybody can't believe. I'm finding this impossible to believe. Is that yeah. not a long flight? Yeah. It's like 13 hours. But it's a miserable experience for me if I don't sleep. Like, I was stuck between two people, like, also, two short people, but I mean, it's a. Free you were trip. in a middle seat. About it, huh? You were in a middle seat in between yes. two people. Ooh. Yes, yes, oh, but that's a long I was flight. Knocked the fuck out. I woke up only to go to the bathroom. Went back to the sleep seat. Fell asleep again and woke up and was across the fucking world. I think it's a superpower. I love it. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> I Some love say your I'm attitude. Not <laughs> I love your attitude. Next thing you know, I'm across the fucking world. <laughs> Damn, so it's a dub. It's a fucking dub. <laughs> um, okay, you said earlier at the beginning of the episode of why you were feeling a nine is because you said you were started going to therapy. Are you yes. enjoying it? I mean, yeah. I, it, so I was very anti-therapy for a very long time because... I wanted to do that. That was my other job. It was like, I just like how brains work. I was like, oh, my I God. A psychologist or a therapist was like, studied it a lot. And in studying it a lot, you just build up a bunch of defense mechanisms. Like, you just become better at lying to yourself. And oh. then also, um, just as a black dude, a lot of therapists are fucking whack, bro. Like, like, you go to them and it's like, all right, here's why I'm fucking stressed. And they're like, well, fucking did you... So, Kiss my ass, bro. And so then I just happened to find somebody that works. Um, yeah, I went to one with Beth, and she was very helpful for, uh, like, childhood stuff. And um, But it's more of an in-person therapy, but she's also very far. So I don't do that one as much. That's like mm -hmm. an every-month type situation. And then I have this black dude that I do, like, twice a week. Uh, twice oh, my a, God. Twice a month, not twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm not, I'm not twice a week. That's that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, it wasn't it wasn't your mental health I was worried about. It was one hundred percent the bank account. I was yeah. like, twice a week. What's this guy do yeah, for a yeah. living? <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, I I'm I just I I've been in therapy my whole life. I love it, but I'm gonna say I agree with you. If you don't have the right person, it is like hell on earth. Yeah. It is like because. Then you're just paying someone 
to tell you everything that's wrong about you without hearing you or listening or and I don't mean trying to understand just trying to see what it's like for me I you don't have to relate to me you shouldn't because you shouldn't be talking about yourself like them they shouldn't be like the same thing happened to me like I once had a therapist that was too personal and told me too many things and I was like lady do you have your shit together because you just said you had the same problem as me and I'm paying you 120 bucks right now <laughs> That's, like, that's not what I want to hear when I'm yeah. giving you money. Uh, that's yeah. quite fucking frightening, actually. But yeah. I, again, that happens so fucking much. Um, the showrunner of our room was talking about his therapist. Is like, I'm not sure if my therapist is good or like just very, 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 very bad. Like, like maybe it's like maybe it's like a a, a a tai chi thing, and she's like making me not see the thing while it's happening. And I was like, nah, this ain't Mr. Miyagi situation, bro. Uh, that sounds like a bad person bad at their job. Yeah. But I also um, don't, I need an active therapist, but also like you said, to, to be saying shit that's straightforward. I'm not gonna, I don't, per, I don't open up like that because my mom is not, that's not how she showed us to grow up. Like mm-hmm. I'm also working on that part, but like I don't, I don't need to just talk to just talk, like just talking about my feelings. Like I need to talk with a task. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I need to, if I'm coming to you with something, I need you to analyze it in a way that maybe I can't analyze it, that I'm incapable yeah. of doing it. Let's talk that shit out. And then once I run out of things, we good. I don't just need to sit here and pontificate, nigga. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to get my money's worth for this hour, but I need it to, to be active. I can't just be in there and she's like, well, how are you feeling? Fine, I write fucker. stuff like, down. Yeah, I write stuff down that I'm like, oh, don't forget to bring this up. Like yeah. you, you like, like you, like a, a topic. And I stopped seeing my last therapist because I ran out of stuff to say. I just yeah. like ran. I was just like, everything's good. And that was it. And then yeah. she kind of was like, well, what about this? And I'm like, no, it's fine. She Facts. was like, okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Honestly, I think that should be the objective. And that is also... Why I fuck with my therapist? He was like, the goal of this is for you to not come back. <laughs> he's like, he's like, thank you. He's like, just like figure it out. Once you get back on the board, you straight. And then if you ever fall on the, off the board, hit me up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be for. It doesn't have to be forever. Like I just signed up to start with a new. Um, oh, I wrote you when oh God when we had to reschedule because the plumbing disaster. But yeah. before. Um, when we had maybe we're going to do that day, I was like, oh, I don't want to do it because I'm meeting with a new therapist and I don't know what did it, I'll be where did, feeling. Where did you or, go with it? How did it go? He, here's the thing. It didn't happen okay. because of another house drama that took place <laughs> and I had to cancel on her and I never met her and I was like, oh my God, this is such a bad... And even canceling on you, like, this is not... And I know people say that it's not me. I'm I'm very good at scheduling. I know how to follow through on things. I you you see, I text a million confirmations. Yeah. Like, but I had to cancel to her because of another flooring disaster. That like, this can I can I move? Is, is this your <laughs> also say? Is this your home? Or are you renting this place? This I'm renting. If oh, this was my home, fucking up your bag. I was about to say. I was dude, like, no, I'm renting. Molly. So it's it's out of my hands. It's yeah. what you know what I mean. It's whatever they're doing. It's like I have to go along with it, but it keeps interrupting everything I'm trying to schedule. And I should actually charge them because I did have to pay for that, which you of course have. I did, as yeah. I as I should. And I should charge them to be like, you made me miss this appointment. I would. But I haven't uh, gone to back. meet her yet. I haven't met her yet, but I'm really excited to because I'm at a place where I definitely, I think, like, like I know I need therapy right now, but I left my last therapist because things were okay. And it's like, I wanted to say, I'm really proud of you for so much later in life being like, you know what? I'm going to sort a couple things out because sometimes I feel like people just adopt this. I'm stuck in my ways or I've made it this far, but I'm like, yeah, but imagine if someone was like, oh, you could have made it this far easier. (laughs) Uh, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) Child, don't get me started. Um, (laughs) Well, if you came so late in life, it must have been tough. It it, it was, but I also already had the, the groundwork. I was just so set in like being like, nah, I'm straight. I'm straight. Uh, cause of X, Y, Z. Cause again, wanted to do it. So you just got good at lying to yourself. Um, yeah. but also what really threw it in my face was a bunch of shit going bad in my life. And then talking to my parents and being like, 
you motherfuckers, I'm I'm just saying what you stupid motherfuckers are saying. I don't like to say this isn't my viewpoint on this. Like I I have a black mother and father, I, born in their like sixty something. So trying to tell them that like therapy makes sense is like trying to tell a fucking lion that you know what it would be tight to give up your food and like just tell the buffalo that he looked nice today. It's like but what? That's not. <laughs> That's not how shit goes down. That's not how it works. It's like, then we don't do that. Like, I told my mom, I was like, you know, uh, therapy is tight. You should definitely work on it because you're having a lot of fights with your children for no reason. And she was like, I don't need fucking therapy. I know my problems. I was like, well, that's the, the greatest sentence ever said by anybody who needs therapy. And I was <laughs> like, 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 literally the poster child of needing therapy is, I know my problems. Well, you know they can be solved, right? Yeah. And I was, it, <laughs> or, or kind of worked on, at least. Or just... Yeah, I um, again learned this where I was like, okay, well then what are they? And, like, <laughs> and then from that, I was like, okay, you see how you just keep adding things, and it's just helped me deal with those interactions. Therefore, helping me like analyze myself in ways that are more helpful and like step back mm-hmm. and chill out. Because I've always been like a Zen type dude of like, it is what it is, bro. Like I know it's a toxic thing to be saying right now, like because it's just been co opted, but. A lot of life is that, and I've just had to live that way because if I stopped, it would just overwhelm me. So I was like, it is what it is, and just kept it moving. But yeah. um, that just hurts you in a multitude of ways. And so, yeah, um, yeah I've tried to tell my mom the greatest, how I think about it at least, and she likes to work out a lot too. Um, it's one of the things of like, you know how to work out. You've been lifting your whole life. But you, a trainer is supposed to lift muscles that you don't think about lifting so that you can lift better and be stronger right like yeah. that was so it's the same concept i was like yeah you know that you want biceps and you know 50 bicep workouts but what if you learned one little way of rotating your arm that like builds muscles up for like longevity that you never heard about like if that's the concept bro and then like my dad is another fucking oh my god it's like hey you should go it's too late for me it is what it is and they both Oh, my back. God. It's like, I, I got the book. He was like, the boss will help me out. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, dude. I was like, you can do both. My therapist is, is a therapist, and he also works for a church. He's like a pastor. Like, religion and your brain do not have to do this. I was like, we went to class, and uh, the the dean uh, was basically your preacher, your rabbi, your, your everything, and the, whatever. He said... I'm here to teach you how to, like, get your spirit right, but I'm not a fucking doctor. Like, (laughs) if you got a Mm -hmm. cold, go see the fucking doctor. And I always bring this up to them. I'm like, that's what he's saying. He's like, your spirit is your spirit, but your body exists here on this plane. And I was like, we are black people in America. If anybody needs therapy, it's us. I was like, that's the greatest lie white people have ever done, is make us think that we don't need therapy. Do you know what? inherent trauma is motherfucker like you need it like i I was trying to write a story and uh i was it was basically that it was like compound trauma making you make bad decisions um and i asked both my parents i was like how were your parents and your childhood and the thing that they the things these motherfuckers told me i was like you don't think you need therapy (laughs) oh my god no (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I oh was my like, god. "What? What?" If it if it makes you feel any better, it's the same with my mom. She's like, because you know my mom's Arabic. It's it's a whole thing as well, and it's like, but my mom's lying about it. Like she needs grief counseling. We all do. My whole family does. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going." And I go, "Oh yeah, what's their name?" <laughs> like, Facts. "Oh yeah, what's the name? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to see?" And it's just like this brushing aside, and also. Like, it, it's, a, it's a generational thing, and I don't know if it's a pride thing where it's like, I'm the parent. I know what's best. Like, yeah. I'm like, if you didn't have kids, would you still be this way? Or would, like, were we a distraction or an excuse or something like that? Like, sometimes I wonder that, too. Sometimes, because my mom uses us as an excuse. She yeah. didn't have time for therapy because of us and this and that. And I'm like, but would you have gone anyways? I don't know. I think that's just a go-to parent move. It's not even a parent move. It's a people move. Like, uh, you want to push off difficult situations. Like, that's just what your brain does because it wants to survive and keep going. 
So mm -hmm. it's easier to find something that you can go to sleep with at night as a justification for why you do the thing, as opposed to analyzing patterns, seeing where it could possibly stem from, addressing that and fixing that so that you stop doing the pattern. Like, uh, that it, it's just, why would I want to do that work? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want to address those things. I don't want to deal with those things. Uh, we had a big old fight uh, at Thanksgiving with my mom because my sister, the one who got the tattoo, uh, she six foot. Yep, she has a uh, my nephew. Um, she's going through a divorce right now, and she started going to therapy before she had her son because she was like, "I want to get my shit together because I don't want to be passing nothing on to this man." Yeah. Um, yeah. And I obviously started going, and so uh, my mom is hearing. She was hearing us saying, "Hey." I have now recently started working on myself and noticing patterns and addressing them. And I'm telling you about them so that we can fix said patterns so that we can move forward in a healthier way for all everybody involved. But mm -hmm. if you hear that from your kids at the one time you hear, see them in a year, you hear it as you fucked up. You did everything wrong. You're very bad at being a mom. I'm fucked up because you fucked up and you fucked up and you're evil and I hate you and you fucked up. And I was like, dude, yeah. I was like, she had I a know. whole breakdown about it. I was like, that's not it. It's so per it's so it's taken as so accusatory and you're like, no, no, no. I'm saying this so together we can address it. Like, what's your role? What's my role? We all have a role in everything, right? Just some roles are more dominating than others yeah. some people had more control of a situation or some people had more of a say in a situation like your parents would have more of a say in a situation than you did growing up right um but i, I gotta say chris for someone that's kind of newer to therapy you are saying the hottest buzzwords in town <laughs> let me tell you you sound you like I i'm so impressed like that you've taken it so quickly um, absorbed all the information and like the ways of processing and and I know obviously you're it's actively that you're doing the work and this and that of course but it's like a lot of people just because they're in therapy doesn't mean they're embracing it right away or taking yeah. it all in right away and that's fine to anybody listening especially if you're new to therapy go at your own pace this is not a judgment it's nothing like that I'm just saying I I'm like very proud of you that at to start later in the game but then be um wide open to it right away so you can take in as much of it as possible because um it takes longer sometimes it takes a bit well once you found the right therapist I, yeah you said originally not so much but like i don't know it's just not easy it's not always quick and it sounds like at least in terms of the terminology and understanding of it it sounds like you've really opened yourself up uh in a, in a really short amount of time which is like really not like I'm nervous to talk to this new woman and I've been in therapy since I was like 13 in and out uh, for various reasons, but it's like, uh, I'm definitely nervous to talk to her. Cause I'm like, God, I feel like I don't even know where to start. That's so overwhelming. Like, did you know where you were going to start in your very first meeting? Were you like, I'm going to say this, or were you like, let's wait and see what happens. Well, the very first meeting I've ever had, uh, was my parents got divorced when I was seven. My dad started talking to this lady when I was like, nine ten somewhere around that area and she was like we all have to go to therapy together and i was already Whoa. on the defensive about that because i was like well fuck you what the fuck you mean we <laughs> like i don't even fucking know you like the fuck out of okay. my face. um and then we had to go to therapy and the therapy the therapist was a very nice lady she was this nice black lady we were talking chopping up um but i also just sat in there like I felt like Goodwill. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know if you fuck you want from me. Like, uh, yeah. she started this. And he just started talking and chopping it up. And uh, I was like, all right, this is fine. But I, again, I'm like nine or ten or whatever. Uh, so that first time, I wasn't really in a loss once I started talking. But I wasn't in a loss to start talking. But also because I was a child, I don't think they they – I think they – realize that more than if you're an adult yeah, to be like so. i'm gonna help i'm gonna guide you through how this is supposed to go you know what i mean more so yeah. than they would as an adult where they're like all right motherfucker what you want to talk about and it's like you know <laughs> yeah like they're holding your hand a bit more yeah. like as you're younger because like to coax it out of you but i agree 
when you're an adult, you sit down and they go, so what brings you in? Yeah. And you're like, um, everything. And, and that, <laughs> that worked for me, though, because where I was at, I knew what, the, what I was fucked up about. I was like, uh, these 10 things, I need to figure out where they're coming from. Let's mm-hmm. check off these fucking things. And then in checking off those things, my brain also works in patterns because I'm bad dyslexic. I couldn't read until I was in like a fourth, fifth grade or something like wow. that. Wow. Oh, my area. God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just in order for me to understand things, I, all people's brains work in patterns. But mine specifically, for me to understand something, I need to get the pattern of it. Writing, I understand because it goes, you got three acts in your three acts. You got to do three acts again, basically. Da 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 da. Improv scene goes here. Da 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 da. I, 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 that's how I make things work. So in therapy, yeah. I was like, okay, here's the thing. How does it root down? Figure out the root of the thing and work backwards. And then, like in every interaction I have, I try to like implement that thing. It's just like working out or just like sports. You just implement the thing as you go. And why am I gonna fight something that I sought out and that I'm paying somebody for? Like, I think that's the crazy part about therapy is people fight the therapist. It's like, well, you, you went there. Like, like it's to help you out. Like, And what did you want? <laughs> you wanted them to say the same thing as you, so just talk in the mirror for free. Like, yeah. it's crazy talk how to a teddy bear. push back. It's yeah. talk to a teddy bear. There you go. <laughs> we do it. But it's like, that's, it's so, it's crazy to me because you're equiv- like the equivalent is going to the doctor the doctor says, hey, I think you tore something. And you go, fuck you, doctor. That's not what fucking happened. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, fuck you. The Dude, like. Am I the only one that loves Chris at the doctor? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so mad right away. It's like, okay. I'm assuming this was you being you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the doctor. I was the doctor in this scenario. In this scenario. I was like, well, okay. Uh, um, but, I agree but, with yeah. you. It's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just why, why not get the most out of the thing? Again, yeah. to the trainer analogy, I'm not getting a trainer and paying for a trainer to tell me what I already fucking know how to do. And I'm not going to not listen to you when I hired you to do it. So I picked the one that I figured could give me what I want. Mm-hmm. You are doing that. You can show me results. So why am I not going to listen to you? <laughs> you know, crazy to me. I think this is, this is not the same thing, but in terms of being a straight shooter type thing. This is why I love working with Beth so much because, you know, you can come off stage and there's three things that can happen. One, someone says you bombed. Two, someone says good show and nothing else. And three, someone says good show, but I think we can work on this or but I think we can better it. And that's Beth. And that's why I love working with her because I love the person that's like a straight shooter. Like if you had a trainer, I don't need you to tell me you're doing great. I need you to tell me what am I not doing great at so that you can make it great. Like it's all, it's positive. It's someone just saying, and this is sports, my God, of course, this is like right up your alley, is that it's someone being like, you're already good, we're already here, right? You're already at a place where you are getting a personal trainer, which means you're showing a lot of self-love and self-care and whatever you have to do to make blank goal whatever anybody's goal is, right? It's all different for everyone, I understand. But it's like, it's this idea that it's like, someone's going to just tell, sorry, someone's going to tell you how to get that goal exactly, even if it's not exactly what you want to hear or yeah. what you guessed or the way that you thought it should be done. Like your mom with the weights. Yeah. Tell her to twist her arms a little like this. And no, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> Tell your mom to just you twist a couple about, things. I was going to see how far you're going. You want to see how you want to see all my go. cool muscle work? Com- okay. Complete it. Go ahead. Wow, guys. Just so everyone knows so I'm much. holding my arm out straight. Uh, pretty much just straight, and not much is happening. <laughs> see, that's tell. how you chose to go with it. I was going to start gassing you up and be like, guys, you're missing it. Handstand push-ups are going down. It's crazy. It's insane. But, but you I'm know what? Now they, now they know I now they know I lied. Now they know I now they can't trust anything I've said. Now you're not a nine. You used to be a nine, and now I brought you down to a two. Look wow. what I've done. I've made a liar wow. out of you. Disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed in both of us. Shame. For shame. Shame to me, for but, sure. <laughs> but as you were saying, coaching, and to the point of what I was getting at earlier, talking to my friend, people are bad at being coached. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's just a good example of that. 
uh, they take it as offense in the front. Like I, with my mom and my dad did the same thing. Uh, I said my mom just because that had a story with my sisters involved too. But my dad also had the same conversation. Every time we wanted to talk, they were like, I'm sorry, I fucked you up and made you terrible and this, that, and the third. And then whenever they would mention something, they were like, is this why this is happening? Is this why this? And it was like, dude, no. <laughs> he, would, he would say like... Um, I would explain what it was, and then he would immediately do the thing right after. I was like, do you not hear that? Like, like, and I was talking about therapists, and he highlighted when you have a family dynamic, everybody has a role. And my mm-hmm. role has always been, because my parents are divorced, but my sisters are eight years older than me. They have a different dad, but we've lived together, basically. Um, I've always been, okay. Like, I have such crazy forces in my family. I've always been the one that's been like, whatever, dude. Like, uh, Are you the uh, peacekeeper? I'm the diffuser more than a peacekeeper because I'm really not giving you energy either way. Like, if you come at me on set, like, I'm like, okay, like, I think you need to chill the fuck out, but uh, all right, dude. Like, and then my parents always chirping and arguing with each other through me. I try, I started rebelling at it in high school. I was like, look, look, I don't care. I don't care. Stop telling me. Stop talking to me about how you feel about them. Okay. Like I'm, I'm with you. I think that's a great idea. Good for you. It's Good for you. And it's just been more cemented. I was like, look, man, y'all fucked up with each other. That has nothing to do with me. You're not going to change how I view my father. You're not going to change how I view my mother. But your relationship was your relationship. Cool. Okie dokie. Get the fuck on. Yeah. Y'all both fucked up. All right. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. What I care about is me and you having a relationship as my parents. Can we talk about yeah. that? That's it's not like you were dating them. You're not like, you didn't do this to me. I, like, they're, they're like, it's very, <laughs> I don't want to put words for your parents or whatever, but it, I know at least in my experience, there's a bit of narcissism involved where you're like, I'm telling you this thing and you're like, oh, so I'm the worst and I'm this. And you're like, oh my God, I just said a thing, an observation that I learned in therapy or found out myself through working on therapy with the tools I was given. And then someone like turns on and makes it about them. And you're like, I'm not accusing you. I'm not saying it's all you. I'm just saying this is an observation. This <sighs> is just something. But it's like- People can't people, be coached. It, that's the same thing. That narcissism oh is your inability to be coached. That's what that is. It's like I, I told you that I have problems with romantic relationships and interpersonal relationships, and you took that as um, you're just looking for something to complain about right now. Like I was like, what? <laughs> what Dude. are you talking about? I told you very clearly what the problem was, and that I'm I am now working on it. I'm just acknowledging where it stems from, which is yeah. watching you all do this shit and like my apathy towards relationships because. Father, I've seen you date people. They're like seasons. Like, they're there for six months. So why would I ever give a fuck about talking to them? And so I imitated that. Mother, you constantly tell me how everybody sucks. And that you have nobody tight. And your boyfriend, I tried to kill him. So I I have never seen a healthy version of something. And you're taking that as... I'm just looking for excuses. I just gave you concrete examples. It's not yeah. like what are you talking about. Like, what are you that's crazy. That's so like that's so frustrating too. When something when it's like you're just saying the fact of what's in front of everybody's face. You're like that's all I'm saying. I'm not even saying I feel. I'm literally just stating yes. what has happened or is happening, and they don't want to hear it. Can't. They just don't want to hear it, and that's how you know you found the right partner. Who can handle you saying any kind of truth to them? Um, even if it's something, like with Norm and I, even if it's something, not necessarily negative, but, you know, this is frustrating me or this is something not so positive, yeah. right? Whatever. It's like, I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but like, I need to see that you're at least listening and acknowledge like, okay, I understand that you're feeling that way. Um, let's talk more about it. Or like, do you have some solutions in mind? Was there something you wanted to try? Like, cause you might already have ideas like, between you and your therapist. You guys might've come up with stuff, possibly even talking to them was the thing that you came up with. Then it immediately backfires. Now you need a new plan. That's what's happened to me a thousand times. I don't know if your therapist was like, have you tried bringing this up with them? Or if your therapist is like, it doesn't sound like it's being well received. Like, do you guys make a game plan? No, it's more of a, um, I'm not their therapist. Like, it, you have conversations with them of, I can only tell you my my take on things. I, I'm not saying that it's your take on things or even telling mm-hmm. you how to concept, 
conceptualize or analyze anything that's going on in your life. All I'm telling you is the facts and um, allude to ways that may make it easier for us to interact. And if you try to pivot that and turn it towards an argument, I just won't give that any energy. I can't do it. Yes. But my family also is very good at um, delaying the thing because they are smart and so they're like, do it. And I think that's really the big thing that I've noticed of if resilience and intellect are a dangerous combination because you can just stonewall stuff off or you can always find a parallel. So I think I'm good at improv for a very dark reason. But it's like you can always find a connection to something. Of like, yeah. if I tell you this is what it is, you can always find X, Y, Z. Like my sister is like, I was like, I understand you're upset. A lot of terrible things have happened in our childhoods, both of them. And like, you're you're angry and that stuff is irritating and you're going through heavy stuff right now. But I think that if you and my mother come to a point where you're trying to have a conversation about something but you both have preconceived notions of how the conversation is going to go, y'all not going to hear anybody. Like, no, yeah. you're just you're just yelling uh, to oblivion. At, I say, yeah, y'all got to go. At. I told them many times. Every time I talked to them, I was like, you know what? Eventually, I'm just going to pay for y'all to have a therapist together because you need to go. Like, it's yeah. very important for the two of you. Just for the simple point of the therapist don't even have to say shit other than mediating the fucking conversation. So it's like, mm-hmm. stop talking. Stop talking. Let them talk. Did you hear what they were really saying? Like, they need a couple's therapist for the two of them. Because it's just, when you are smart, you can justify anything. Anything can, can make sense. Oh, my <laughs> God. Being smart is so dangerous. It's why I veer away from it as much as I can. <laughs> it's um, a safe hey, But it's dangerous. Hey, there's a reason uh, stupid people are happy, man. You just don't think about shit. Like <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm at a 10. This whole combo. Who knows what you're saying? <laughs> I'm having a great time. First existence. Uh, no, I um I agree with you with the third party to mediate the conversation. Um, I've had conversations with my mom that blew up. I had the exact same conversation with a therapist present. Smooth as whatever is smooth. Um, wow, so, you, you had no smooth things. No smooth, whatever. No, well, you no, know what I was going to say? Whatever is I was going to say butter, but when butter's hard, it's not smooth. It's just a block, and you it's can't still smooth. do anything with it. it the, the, if you were to rub your finger, yeah, you rub your hand across oh, the see, butter, I was thinking slide. more of like a knife, like when you cut it with a knife. Uh, it's okay. still, still, still... You see? Look how happy I am. <laughs> You see, my being stupid is so great. You explained it to me, and I'm going, this guy's out to lunch. What's he talking about? <laughs> Chris, I've been just nothing but embarrassed this whole conversation. <laughs> to say the very least. You and I are going to need therapy you now. Said, like, you said, but like, well, what, what about with a knife? It's still the same thing. But if it's hard, it doesn't cut through as smooth. Do you understand? What I'm saying? The, the frigid nature of cold butter does not negate the smoothness of butter. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like crying. <laughs> One does not negate I, the other. Like, both can be true. <laughs> I'm joking. Look what you've done. <laughs> okay, guys. We're going to make a public statement right now. Oh, that was funny. Here's the thing. Is butter smooth to some? Um. <laughs> Honestly, is water but, wet? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Who knows? <laughs> Show me the science. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Show me the science. I can't. I can't. Um, okay, Chris. Wow. God, time flies when you're me. Chris, you came on this podcast at a nine. On a scale of one to ten, how you feeling now? And it's okay whatever the number is. I accept. I have my number. I didn't say mine at the beginning, but I have my number. So I'm still at a nine. Yeah, my nine is chilling. Yeah! So. We got still, him. I'm still locked in at an eye. Well, because the knee injury, it has not improved over the hour. It has not, unfortunately. Okay, fair enough. Well, you're sitting maybe a little bit. Maybe we're a 9.1. No. <laughs> Taking some weight <laughs> off the old knee. Hello? No. I came into this podcast probably at, I've been a little down lately. So I probably came in, I would say, at a, at a five, and it's an, it was an okay neutral day, mm-hmm. but man, I'm leaving at at least a seven, and here's why. 
I you love to see don't it. I want everyone to get along with everyone all the time. But man, do I love hearing that other people have struggled as much as I have with therapy and conversations <laughs> with family. I love it because then I go, oh, Alana, you're not just a bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love it. It makes me go, okay, it's not just you. It's it, we all have it. It's okay. Yeah. So that makes me feel a lot better. Glad to help. Glad to help. I think that's I think that's important for a lot of people. You're not the only one who feels that way. It's just like um, we do strive. I think uh, the most base point of my uh, being smart is a problem is that that's human's curse is like uh, semblance of self over aggrandizes things. And like you think, oh, I'm the only one. It's like, no, nah, motherfucker, like. Life is rough inherently. Just by existing, yes. it is difficult. Like if you, so if you it's were a everyone. fucking rabbit, you would have things trying to kill you all day long. And so, just as us, we think that we're the only ones going through problems. And it's like, nah, bro. Literally everybody, literally every single person. And I say this even realizing that straight white men have problems. Even them. And <laughs> do they? <laughs> that is small, their problem. Small what you just descri- yeah, small, what you small. just described is their problem. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> you know what? Let's get my dad on the phone. Let's see what he's saying. Okay, we got to get Mike Johnson oh, on here. Let know. him speak once and for all. Want, I don't know if you want one above forty. That's a that's a dude. <laughs> my oh my god, my dad. Could you? Does my dad know I have a podcast? Does he know what a podcast is? Let's leave it at that. Chris, where? Can, where can we find you or what would you like us to check out or is there anything um, that you want us to know about? And if not, guess what? That's fine too. That is also fine. Um, I got an improv team, Lemon Pepper Wet. Shout them out. Your um, show's around LA. Um, my Instagram, the stories be funny, but I don't really post that many things. Uh, it's at Dreddins. Uh, that is D-R-E-D-D-I-N-S. Um, check out Crapopolis on Fox Animated Sundays, whenever that drops. And then um, during March Madness 2023, kill the orange face bear and um, look for my credits and go, hey, I heard that guy uh, has problems with his family. And then you'll realize that everybody else is also the same way on the show. <laughs> and when you guys hear that, just say, and I heard an angel helped him. And that's me. <laughs> Okay, kill me. I'm out of here. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much. Wow. If you guys want to follow the podcast, we're at Self Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, where I have so many fun conversations like You're, this with past guests. You got you to gotta do the Patreon, because honestly, people, give some motherfuckers some money. Start your Witcher coin. Give some Damn. money. Don't be so rude to Come only on. have my free podcast. Give some money. Come please. on, man. Free and content. We have all... Freak all kinds of content on there. We have all kinds of, we have a tier where I do monthly Zoom calls with people. Like I'm making a documentary. It's a blast. So guys, we also have a tier for $1,000. I'll buy you a one-way ticket to LA and we get to have one brief meeting. So check out Patreon. I have a question about that tier. Uh, There's a sunken cost of at least $500. So you're like kind of losing in that tier. It's for the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I can confidently tell you it's for no gain. I'm not going to make any money because they could be flying in from anywhere. I didn't say it had to be America. Uh, So it is a joke and uh, probably one that's going to cost me, especially after me advertising it on this episode. (laughs) Chris, it's been a slice. Don't hang up. Believe in yourself.